I've dug myself into a hole I got trust issues Paranoia's on my mind Cause it's how I live Well I would go right to the point If I can keep loving you Why didn't expect us to work out how we did I wanna see you win See you drink Can we just have fun this wedding? Shit you touch my body that I don't finish You make me invincible I confess I got some scars I can't show you Hey, you got pants that you can't know who I You know what time it is? It's tremendous time. Look down at your watch. Renan is playing Parachute out of Spotify. Sydney artist Renan, good friend of mine. But forget about that. Forget about everything that I just spoke about with Renan and Parachutes. It's tremendous time. That is all that is important. How are you doing? I know how you're doing. It's tremendous. Uh, guys, with me today, I have a historian, good friend of mine, uh, drunkard, uh, Mitch Parry. First of all, I want to say I'm not a historian. <laughs> Actually, I want to talk as well. Last time, the I was on a few weeks ago, and and you put in the little the little show notes or whatever you want to call uh, history expert or something like that. I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Elliot, what are you telling these people? I didn't do that. That was Tom. Tom. Oh. I even sent him like not for all of them, but for like I sent him um, like what I want in the in the bio kind of thing, especially just for the hiatus kind of ones, and uh, could not pay less attention to them. Like, almost just blatantly ignores them and just puts in whatever trash he's just feeling when he's, like, uploading it. Yeah, I dropped out of high school twice. I'm not sure I'm an expert of anything. <laughs> you were an expert at dropping out. Yeah. <laughs> Making bongs out of anything I can find. <laughs> Those bongs eventually... At least it's not bombs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, at least you went the lazy way. You know? yeah, I've been radicalized. I'm just radical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so this week has been... Uh, it's been very interesting. We've been going into lockdown... Um, which means that uh, one of our surprises that we were doing for you for Tremendous, one of the big 90-degree um, angles that we're taking with this podcast, so to say, got thwarted this weekend, uh, this week, uh, with uh, Gladys Berejiklian and locking down New South Wales and the Sydney, uh, the greater Sydney area. But um, Never mind. Alas. alas. No 90-degree turn, just this dickhead again. We're going right ahead, right off the cliff, <laughs> right as we thought we were going to turn it around and figure out where our true uh, north is. Mm -mm, south. Time and to sink, <laughs> sink this ship. <laughs> and uh, my co-host with me, uh, why, wh who else would I want to go down with, with the band playing in the back, uh, <laughs> other than Mitchell, Floor Drugs, Parry? Um, <laughs> Uh, this week has been pretty good. I, uh, I, I actually, I was at the bottle o and um, I was getting some uh, some alcohol because um, because uh, I'm you know I'm depressed. I gotta I gotta I gotta deal this with lockdown, the, man. Yeah, I gotta deal I with the situation. I was in Dan Murphy's before and it was empty. It yeah. was, uh, and they've got a, a three case limit or something. You can only buy three cases at a time. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, the, I with the bottle o. I was at this guy was like, oh man, listen, the people aren't drinking as much as last time, but. Uh, those beers that you're picking up, there's um, you know, they're they're, they're on sale and they're good. Uh, but uh, just to your left, we're selling Corona long necks for two dollars, two dollar Corona long necks, two dollars, two dollars, two dollars, all of two dollars. And uh, are and you sure you weren't in Indonesia? But <laughs> I, I had a friend of mine point out that uh, that they uh, that they possibly expired. 
They're probably they're, uh, they're, 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 they're probably expired and I haven't checked. Uh, and then I got to the counter and there was um, like a Jamison or something like a Jamison uh, whiskey uh, flask uh, down from forty five to fifteen dollars. And I was like, I guess I'm that sad. And you know, I just uh, I bought that too. And uh, and fifteen dollars of happiness right there. <laughs> I was making dinner and sipping it like in my back pocket, like I needed it. You know what I mean? Like I was on a like I was walking the beat as a cop in the nineteen twenties or something. You know what Just I mean? Just with some Irish whiskey to help you out, <laughs> stomp your feet to warm yourself up. You know what I mean? Uh, Hug me to sleep, Irish whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it was. I was constricting my blood cells. <laughs> Couldn't um, get on. <laughs> but our work at uh, Bondi Cleaning Co has been um, kicked in the dick a little bit. People are uh, people are cool. They're just like pushing it till uh, next week, uh, which is it's good. But it also means that we're gonna have a super top heavy fortnight, like because we work in like a fortnightly basis. And so one 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 fortnight is gonna have every client back, like as if they're coming yeah, back right. off Christmas holiday. Yep. And the next week's just gonna be you know bare bones. So we're yeah. just gonna have to we're just gonna have to be like, hey guys. Uh, yes. Anyway. That's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You could get something interesting out of it. You and Wiley might kill each other by the end of that week. Well, that's kind of where I was getting to. That's kind of where I was getting to. Uh, uh, Sydney comedian Wiley J runs the Sydney Comedy Room uh, Sweeney's. It's a veteran room. It survived COVID. It's one of those rooms that... Uh, it's one of like a, a pub, an old pub in Sydney that somehow made it through the war and stuff like that, like a bunch of wars. And you're just like, how are you still here? And uh, Sweeney's is that venue. Uh, for sure, some people have died in that pub. Oh, bro, it's the spirit of all of our uh, ambitions. <laughs> Just the fucking <laughs> stairs. <laughs> I uh, I slipped on this. I dropped a beer in front of a bartender twice. The same bartender on the same night uh, a couple weeks ago. It was this lady, and I was admittedly it was raining, so I'm coming down the stairs and this carpeted, and so I put my heels down as I we kind of she comes around the corner last minute. And I slip and just throw my beer all over myself. Oh. And I'm emceeing, so I've got to keep going up. But then uh, I'm downstairs and I'm getting like a beer, like, you know, an hour later. And uh, same thing. She comes around the corner and it just, not, it was like, it was my fault. Slipped out of my hand like I saw a ghost. And she was just like, I'm just no your worst luck tonight. She was like, let me Maybe get she you. was a ghost. She was like, let me get you a beer kind of thing. <laughs> she probably would. Those floors creak and they <laughs> uh, they howl. Um, imagine trying to spend a night in Sweeney's. Could you spend a night in Sweeney's? Oh, that's a long night. <laughs> Six dollar beers though. Six dollar news. Dude, there's so much room for serial killers to hide in there. <laughs> there's so much room. 50 cent wings. <laughs> you can yeah. just- they don't have the handicap tick, that pub. <laughs> there might be a lift. I don't think there is, though. It's just the essence of half chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wiley J, who runs Sweeney's, uh, was he's the most uh, recent and the first employee of Bondi Cleaning Co. has been working with me with uh, some NDIS patients, patients that need assistance in their life uh, uh, cleaning. And um, Wiley, was the he did the job for the first time this week, but last week was the last week that we were supposed to be working together, and then I was going to hand it off to him. We've been working together, doing it enough. You know what bit to do. Bit of training, yeah. a bit of training, yeah, on course training with EJ Rivetti. Yes, our client loves Wiley, and uh, and and the, Who he, he kills it. The, he's great. He's like a surfer that never touched the water. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's like a sand surfer. You know what I mean? He's, 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 you know what I mean? And uh, and so uh, he is. He's a, he's a really lovely guy, but um, he. He fucks up every, everything. Uh, he has his days when when he fucks up something. He's very like recogni- He's not an idiot and isn't like, uh, yeah, I made a mistake. Anyway, onto the next one. He's he's apologetic and he stops and realizes. But somehow, somehow again, the same mistake and like, uh, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> he knows you fucks your day. He just doesn't care that oh, much. Not that much, bro. He just moves on, <laughs> kind of thing. 
But he's good with me because sometimes I'll be really angry and stuff and I'll be like really short with him and he's like, Ellie, can we talk after you've um after you've had a meal or something like that? <laughs> he's just really he doesn't like he doesn't he's take smart, a, eh? He's, he's smart. He's you gotta oh, give it to him. Super clever. That's the yeah. reason. Um I mean he he's he's part of the hackpack crew, the the little uh, the corny crew that we have of comedians that came up and just sort of stuck together and picked each other's brains to write the jokes to get to where we are not or uh, <laughs> right now. But uh, Wiley J was one of the people in the hackpack. He still is currently a hackpackian, and um, yeah, he's been really cool to me. He's been he's got he's a good heart. Side with a few of my brain. jokes and like yeah. giving me some good advice. He was he was one of the first guys that sort of, uh, took care of me when I first started comedy, but. Um, but yeah, he killed the job, great job kind of thing. But then he says, uh, "Hey, can you give me a lift home?" And I say, "No worries." And because he because he lives around the corner, and I'm my house is five minutes away from this job. So my plan in my head is, I'm done with the day. I got five minute trip. This is where I'm at, and I'm like, I'm just gonna two minute offshoot just to bring my mate home. And he goes, "Yeah, no, I'm actually in like Annandale now, which is and I'm, I'm looking at the map. It's like it's it's my five minute trip has turned into a fifty minute trip kind of thing." And I'm like, "At least crossing the city." Yeah, and and it's and not, this is a week ago before no one was driving. Everyone uh, exactly, was still on the road. Exactly, and like I'm, I'm, it's admittedly as a good friend, it's not that much, but I was. It's five minutes. I'm done with the day, and I say, "All right, no worries." And so he's bringing out stuff out of the house into the car, like in a in a rush kind of thing, and he's got this old like a suitcase suitcase with like a handle that extends kind of thing but instead of extending it he's just carrying it in his arms and he whacks it across my car door and just scratches the <laughs> shit out of it and he stops and he kind of looks at it and looks at me like how bad is this gonna be kind of thing and i was like Ready wiley to blow uh we're just gonna have quiet time we're, <laughs> we're not gonna talk anymore for the rest of i'm giving you a lift but i don't want you quiet to say time. anything and i put on a podcast and we just sat there and listened and then he goes hey man you're I feel treating like, him like an apprentice that's I, what I, you do to an apprentice i've never said up. i've never said that to anyone but i was like we need to have quiet because i'm not gonna i actually i was like in my head i'm gonna feel guilty if i don't give him a lift but then I, 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 I hated myself for giving him lift by the end kind of thing. I was like, I should have just left you here, you fucking idiot kind of thing. Elliot's gone tyrannical tradesman. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, how He's doing happened. silent time to the apprentice. I just would have said more deleterious shit to him if we, if we would have talked. So I was like, we're not saying anything. And so like, and then he goes in the silence. He goes, hey man, I just, I feel bad about this. Uh, I have a lemon tree and I picked some lemons for you. Uh, here's, take, take, take some of the first lemons here, like that, uh, that have sprouted. And I was like, great, um, I'll take those lemons. I wasn't, and it wasn't great. It was a begrudging great, but I was like, thank you. And he put them down. He gets out of the car, takes his stuff out, apologizes again and leaves. And then like two minutes in the ride, I'm looking down at, I just like in the peripherals, I see something moving on, on the lemons and both lemons have just maggots crawling out of them. <laughs> <laughs> maggots Don't you think it's a beautiful metaphor though? That when life gives you lemons, <laughs> it turns out to be. Six times more of a pain in the ass than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> so much more disgusting. I dropped two of the maggots in my car before I got the lemons out, and I, I, I haven't found them. I haven't found them. They maybe just they created some sort of moth. Oh god! They ate the Doritos at the end of my. Uh, That's going to come back to haunt you. <laughs> I hope it haunts my girlfriend. That'd be awesome. <laughs> she's in the passenger. She's just like maggots. Um, but yeah, no. Wiley's uh, Wiley's doing great. Just a little update with Wiley J and how he's fucking up my day. Um, <laughs> It's great that you guys are working together. I think I there's going to be more it. situations like this. And oh my god! We can do some like, uh, we can do some like employee court at Sweeney's. <laughs> so like, when you guys two have a disagreement at work, see if you should be fired. It will get no. We'll get someone to like adjudicate 
I don't know, like, I don't know who, men, I don't know, Menzies oh, yeah. or someone, yeah. to be in the centre and, like, you know, you get your your go and then he gets a rebuttal and then he gets his go and you get a rebuttal. and it, oh, I think it would be good fun. Yeah, no, that would be a good idea, actually. We should we should definitely pull something like that off. I mean, he um he actually impressed me because this week he worked for the first time just by himself and then I was like, how'd it go? And he goes, yeah, it was great, Danelle's great. I actually think that she was... um. She was actually like, not not that she doesn't like you, Elliot, but uh, the fact that you weren't there, she was like a little bit less stressed <laughs> that you went yelling at her kind of thing to get out of the way. <laughs> because I'm always like, she's the loveliest, but she's like, okay, I'm going to help you guys today. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to sit on the couch and do nothing and let us do our job. And uh, she's and then like she's like, okay, no worries. I love that you're so. I love that you just let me relax. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, we go to clean and and she'll pull out a a, a broken steam cleaner and just start dropping dirty water and and uh and leave out this cord that's not that, that we need to now retract i'm like look you're, you're making more mess can you please just get out of here <laughs> and i get like kind of my, my like depending on how much i've eaten depending on what time it is i could be less snappy kind of thing i'm like yeah 100 percent. like and uh and well, wiley is uh way better with that shit well we we had sweeney's the night that this hat like the night that this happened sweeney's was on and you hadn't got there yet. And Wiley kind of, me and Wiley started to talk about it. And before he even really said anything, I basically <laughs> said, I was like, Elliot's got that Irish temper in him that just <laughs> fucking snaps. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a temper. I don't know what uh, what side of the nation, what nationality is coming from, oh, but I'm um, telling you, it's, it's a bit of that. It's a bit of that freckle boy in you. I think it is. It's that, but I, I also see it in my dad as well. Like, because uh, my dad had like, in his older age, he's, he's coming, he's become much more. Um, self-aware of his own uh you know anger or or, or you know anything like, like that but um I, I got to see a lot of him as like a young man just deal with problems on the um aggressive side of the spectrum you know what i mean yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Like, and like there was a, tons of yelling in our house in terms of like yeah me too it was very much easy to go from yelling just back to yeah just casual oh now we're good again but that's exactly what i'm talking about though that is that irish shit maybe your dad's not irish mm. and it's just a people thing and i'm i'm narrowing he's it the italian much. side my mom's the irish side. oh okay irish well italians are just as fucking bad as my the mom's irish, irish aboriginal and dad is uh okay. italian aussie yeah right okay yeah well there's that like volatile italians very similar greeks kind of have it too there's that volatile like yelly kind of Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Yelly. And then you just back to normal straight away. It's like yeah, nothing. Anthony uh, Anthony Lacascio, Sydney comedian, good friend of mine, uh, he's the same because he's, he's half Greek, half Italian. There's no way out for him. Like, it's just, just yellers. either They're side yellers. of the coffee table is yelling. There's no yeah. hippie to be seen. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, my mum was like the hippie. My dad was like the the cop. You know? uh, both sides. I reckon both my parents were... Uh, my dad's not so much yeller. Sometimes he would. If you if you got him, he'd really go. Yeah. But my mum, she would snap. She'll go. It was the funniest thing because like, it, like, uh, it was like that TV show, um, How I Met Your Mother, where um, the character's named Marshall, but I can't think of his fucking... Uh, the guy's uh, name. What is his wife's name? No, no, the guy that was in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, what's his name? It's Seagal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason... Uh, Jason Siegel. Siegel, not Seagal. That's the fat guy. <laughs> the fat karate guy? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's jason siegel he uh in in how like how i met your mother he's the, the smallest brother of like five and he's six foot four well that's me I, yeah I, like, I, I was got, the run how did anyone expect me to survive i'm <laughs> six two and my brothers are like six four and six seven or something like that so <laughs> i i cop it for having small man syndrome my dad's six three that's what i'm saying your dad must have been some fucking was he was he the goliath or like was he a big dude and just was like he didn't really need to raise his voice kind he of? didn't really oh well, he my dad's a bit of a softie, but he looks terrifying. He mm. looks like a bikey, but 
he's been in you know the paramedics for years he's very much like a both your parents a, were right yeah both my parents were but my dad did like that military side of it where they're going and doing like abseiling and off mm. helicopters and shit like that he was Hero doing shit. all that nut shit yeah it's insane that's awesome it's insane but uh, so he was always very like you know I knew the phonetic alphabet when I was like eight <laughs> you know he's a, my dad was that way bit of like, a boy scout dude straight up whenever people would be like how do you spell Rovetti he'd be like uh, <laughs> Romeo, Romeo Oscar yeah. Victor <laughs> Echo Delta <laughs> India <laughs> yeah. straight away I'm like dad you didn't serve what yeah you exactly <laughs> you don't work at an airport settle down what is this Afghanistan you idiot <laughs> yeah just stuff like that so very like. He wasn't real harsh, but if you would push him to a point, he could yell and it would get scary. It would yeah. get scary. He's 6'3", and he's like, he lost his hair when he was 24, so he's had a clean-shaven head since he was in his mid-20s. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he used to, a really funny story, he used to fuck with my friends because when we, I, I got some newer friends when I was, like, kind of 14 and we moved up from Helensburg to Heathcote. Okay. So they didn't really know my dad. So... One of my mates, he like we we'd been building a shack in the bush or something, whatever fucking fourteen year old boys do. And we came back and we hadn't even touched pot at this point or anything. We'd been nowhere near it. But it was like my dad knew I was gonna do it with my mate, and because he was the guy that I did end up smoking with heaps. Isn't that weird? The way they know that something like that is gonna happen. He fucking knew yeah. somehow. But the first time he ever met my mate, as he walked up, and my dad just goes blank, no expression on his face. He looks like a fucking serial killer. He goes, "You've been smoking pot." <laughs> And my, you watch my mate just shit his pants and be like, <gasps> <laughs> no and capacity go, to lie. Dow, he's just fucking with you. He's just fucking with you. And there was another guy, one of my other mates. Every time he'd met him, he'd ask what his name was. Hey, what's your name? I've never met you before. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew his name. He was just, <laughs> he just picked this guy to take fucking with him. Chip in his <laughs> he's just fucking with him. And there was another one of my mates who'd come up. I'm gonna steal that. Oh, it was great. It, and there was another one of my mates. He um. He came up and we, we all came up on our push bikes and we all dumped them on the lawn. There was like six of us and we'd all dumped them one in a row. And as we're walking up the stairs, the last one of my mates came up Fripp and he was kind of like, he's a little bit anxious, a little bit awkward Fripp and Fripp dumps his bike on the lawn after all of us is done. And dad just comes out and just berates just Fripp. He doesn't talk to <laughs> anyone else. He's never met him before. Never met him in his life. Just starts, you drop your bike on my lawn. What the fuck? What the? And Fripp's like, oh, he's such like, oh, he's going to run. I go, Fripp, he's just fucking with you. <laughs> oh my God. My dad would do that, except he'd, uh, I, he would do that, but he'd also just laugh at, well, he'd always find one of my friends that he would just like laugh and he'd ask me what they would like the little things that they've been up to and just laugh at it, laugh to himself. Yeah. Like, uh, we had this Turkish neighbor, Emre, Emre, uh, that we would always, uh, we'd play cricket with. We grew up with him for a lot of, for many years of my young, young life. And, uh, we were playing like hide and go seek in the street and something happened after everyone had hit and like someone said, accused me of looking or something like that, that, you know, so we got to rehide, you know, so you can't see where we're coming from. And Emre came out from his hiding spot and had shit on his upper lip. Oh. Like he ducked in some grass and put his face right into shit. And we'll, oh. and like there was this- What joke, kind of shit? People shit? Dog shit. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, <laughs> well, not good, but. Well, the, the thing is, Emery would always find dog shit. And cause they keep, but, but he, <laughs> he, he was, but he was Islamic. He was, he was a Muslim boy. And his mom would beat the shit out of him every time his clothes were filthy. And this is a kid whose mom, I'm telling you, his mom was a, she ran the shit out of that house. She would make him, we were, we were playing like Pokemon cards or something like that, like Tarzos on the, on these front um, pot lawn. And his mom made him sit on um, newspapers because she goes, the floor's ground, the, the, the ground is cold. And if you're sitting on a cold ground, you're gonna get diarrhea. 
What? That makes no sense. <laughs> All of this shit. Like, make him drink milk before he goes outside for strength and shit like that. You know, crazy. Yeah, and then yell at him for shit in his pants. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He's just always, like, we'd play tackle football or something, like, and, like, we'd land, he'd land on shit. Or, and, like, ruin his brand new Kmart shirt or something like that. Oh, God. And uh, he came out with shit, and my dad saw it. My dad saw him come out with, like, uh, shit and, like, could, well, I, I, inconsolable laughter inconsolable laughter Just as Emre because we were like Emre what's that on your face and he started wiping it and my dad figured it out straight away and we oh. all figured out we were like Emre how are you not smelling shit uh, under oh. your nose when <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like that kid's retarded <laughs> my dad. and we are back we are back mm, Bobby um, so uh, last time that Mitch was on the podcast he was demonstrating his ex, uh, expertary uh, on the anti-expertary <laughs> on the history topic uh, and so he, we, he was actually, there was a warrior's name, just to clear up something, there was an indigenous warrior's name that we discussed, who uh, upon being caught by the English had how many pieces of I think lead? it was 14 ounces of lead in him or something like that. 14 ounces of lead in this guy from bullets that had hit him. And it's sort of this, this myth sort of began to develop or even maybe a, an observ- observed fact a fact that uh, this guy uh, couldn't be killed with bullets and we couldn't remember his name. What was his name, Mitch? His name was Pemelwoy. Pemelwoy. Pemelwoy? Pemelwoy. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I'm probably rest, in pe- rest in peace, Pemelwoy. Yeah, rest in we peace. We need to pour a little bit out just for the homie. All right, on the there carpet. There we go. Sorry. Yep. yep. Sorry, landlord. Just cool. a little bit there. Beautiful. I got it on the rug, so landlord's no, all good for no, me. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, and we're also going to do a clink. We haven't done this since we started it, but we're going to do a clink in three, two, Clink, and if you missed it, we're going to do a, another one in three, two, <laughs> clinkaroo. Uh, so Pamoy <coughs> was the gentleman that we could, that uh, the name escaped us. Yeah, last I time. just forgot last time. I couldn't, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, my brother has got me on for two history podcasts on last minute notice. Just, yeah. I'm, and I'm just flying off the top of my head here. So. <laughs> I'm just like names and dates, six o'clock. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Luckily, I'm mildly <laughs> autistic and numbers just stick in my head. <laughs> I know. I had to test you the first time. I threw a, I threw a bunch of matchsticks on the floor and was like, how many? <laughs> you kind of got close. <laughs> <laughs> I started eating them. <laughs> uh, okay. So there was actually something we were discussing in preparation for this, uh, which is um, bushrangers. Bushrangers, uh, um, notably Ned Kelly. Um, and when you discuss bush rangers, uh, in my head, I am so ignorant that I actually imagined all of them running around with Ned Kelly gear. Nah, he was the only one that did that. But they were actually just bush savages. They were just like guys that shot throughout bush. They were like, fuck this, I'm done. And so Whether it was because they were convicts or maybe they, they weren't convicts, but mm-hmm. they got in trouble for something. And they were, there's so much room. There was barely any people here. They would just go out and like rob people. You know, wherever it was. Like nomads. They were just like Genghis Khan's. Well, yeah. One man Genghis Khan's. You got to think as well, like once a, a mine opens in Bathurst, someone's fucking hauling gold from Bathurst to Sydney every however many days. You start to get ideas about, you know, mm. you know, it's just stealing stuff and, and staying alive. And there was variety. Like some of them were really like not that brutal. And mm. some of them were crazy, super brutal, like eating people and shit. Really? Yeah, it was all in Tasmania, though, and those cunts are fucked, so... Yeah. Okay, so... Wh- okay, so wh- what... Uh, do you do you remember so any specific people, like, names or... or there's or one what? interesting one, because Mosquito... There's a guy... There was a an Aboriginal guy called Mosquito, and he was from Sydney somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where. But when the... The, the bushrangers kind of first started in Tasmania, it, it kind of first happened down there. They, they There was mismanagement and, like, there wasn't someone in charge for a bit and then the person in charge was in Sydney and, like, all those things. 
it was kind of just a little bit loose. There wasn't really a good authoritarian down there. Okay. So people were kind of running loose and doing whatever they want. And the bush rangers, there was a pack of them. I think the, the guy's name was Whitehead, someone Whitehead. And he had like, I think there was like 28, 29 people in this gang or something. And they basically ran it like everywhere outside of Hobart they ran and a good part of Hobart they ran as well. Just kind of mob mentality, paying people off, stealing people. Wow. Like, get, like saying, kind of I thing. won't rob you if you give me this much money every week like all that sort of sketchy <laughs> shit robbery yeah <laughs> I, I just love the way that it's just yeah, dressed no up one in gets a different hurt. shirt yeah. yeah you get to keep your front window yeah so um uh so they they slowly started dying out someone went down there there was you know someone who was more in charge got heaps of coppers down there started just basically saying Martial law, just shoot them. If they come on, just shoot them. Shoot, I don't shoot care. Rangers. Just shoot them. Really? I the mean, Bush Rangers. Uh, uh, Rangers yeah, yeah, just yeah. shoot them. If they're coming onto your property and doing this and doing that, did shoot they, them. Did they have Macquarie a Macquarie went nuts about that, though. Whoever was in charge down there called martial law, and technically it was Macquarie's decision, mm-hmm. But Mac- and Macquarie was unhappy that this person had said that there was martial law, but it worked. It got rid of most of that gang. It, it did get rid of most of them. And then there was just a couple of stragglers. And then there was this guy called Mosquito, who's a Sydney Aboriginal. And they took him down there. Wait, bush rangers were also indigenous? Well, not yet. But the, the first the first bush ranger was actually African. His name was Black Caesar. What? Yeah, in, in Tasmania. He was a... Because lots of the... Well, not lots. There was convicts that came from England that were African because mm. they'd done something wrong in England and gotten caught. Yeah, so there was wow. there was plenty of well, not plenty. There was Africans that was, came though, and yeah, it, it wasn't just Black Caesar. Yeah, it wasn't like there was none. Hmm. Yeah, the, same as Eureka. We were talking about it last time. One of the main guys in the Eureka thing, he was a African. I, I want to say African American, but may, it might have just been African. I can't remember. Okay, Eureka being the uh, the uh, we were talking about the Eureka There's flag. It's Eureka like stockade and all that stuff last time. The gold and all that, but Africans were involved in that. There was definitely Africans around. Okay. Yeah, so he was the first bush ranger in, I don't know, the early 1800s down there. And then once all that whitehead gang was gone, there was a couple of stragglers they couldn't get rid of and they sent this mosquito guy down there and they promised him, I don't know, all this stuff and passage back to Sydney once it was done. Mm. And he ended up finding him. Being in Tasmania at the time. Yes, Tasmania, sorry. He was going down to Tasmania to find the last of the Tasmanian bush rangers. And they promised him passage back and... I don't know. I think some other stuff. I don't know exactly what. They probably promised him a horse and I have no idea what. Mm. Some gold. I have no idea. There was a deal made. There was a deal made. And once they caught him, they just reneged on the offer and just, and they reneged on every offer. The British did it over and over and over again. They would talk to a local Aboriginal, agree with them to do something because the Aboriginals knew the land and could get stuff done. And the white boys didn't know fucking shit. Mm. And then they would promise them the world. And then once it was done, they would just be like, they would just push them aside. Nothing would ever happen. And, and they had no representation in any kind of court. So they mm. could never, never think. And then any so, kind of violence would be seen as savagery. Yeah, exactly. So he was left down there. And then he ended up meeting, he ended up becoming mates with a guy they called Blackjack. And then the two of them were like an Aboriginal bush ranging team together. Really? Uh, yeah, and they fucked shit up in Tasmania for really? a good while. Yeah, they <laughs> That's awesome. fucked shit up. Who were these guys? Mosquito and Blackjack, and I think there was more. I think more came uh, more came on the on the crew, but they were yeah they were absolutely wrecking stuff down there, causing all sorts of problems for them. And I think they both they both ended up getting hung or shot or something. I don't all know. All kinds of problems for them. Were they yeah. indigenous boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was Blackjack. 
the guy they called Black Jack was a local. He was from Tasmania somewhere, and a mosquito was a Sydney was a Sydney guy who they took down there. They'd made some. He was a warrior as well, I think, up here, and they'd made some agreement with him to go down there and hunt this dude that they were trying to find. Who was a white guy? Who was like, but what, was he was he in a, by himself hunting, or was he with? Was oh, he, he would have had a couple expedition. of people. Yeah, okay, he yeah. would have had a couple of people with him for sure. Mm. So he ended up. With Blackjack, he had like a team of so so more people started to join, more people started to join or whatever. I don't know how big it got. But he'd had an experience with guns. Mosquito had had experience with guns. So he'd been around the English while they were shooting the muskets and stuff. So they didn't even send him down there knowing that he had gun training, just with a spear. No, they or whatever. knew he had gun training. That's why they took him down there, because he was he was clever with all the guns and all that stuff. Understood. But once they reneged on the offer, they fucked themselves over because they left this dude down there who knew all this shit about how they fought and all this stuff. So they used to call him Black Napoleon because he taught all the- <laughs> The taught, strategy. Yeah, he taught all the strategy, all this strategy, all this Napoleonic strategy that he learned from the British to the Aboriginals down there. So he'd be like, wait until they shoot, entice them to shoot, entice them to shoot, entice them to shoot. Once they shoot, they're gonna have to reload. That's so great. And then dude. we're just gonna bomb them. They're and one of you's gonna come in from sticks. here and one of them's gonna come in from here. And then, yeah, so they, they called him Black Napoleon. He was like the most wanted man in Tasmania for years. Oh, I don't know how exactly long. <laughs> I, I love remember. this guy, dude. I got to yeah. do some research on Mosquito. this Mosquito. Hectic dude. Jesus Christ. And I love that he found some... Uh, he, I love that he found his uh, Clyde to his Bonnie. You yeah, know what I mean? He just, got, he just got his just do in the end. Well, he probably didn't even get his just do, obviously. But yeah. he got his fuck you. That's what he got. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. that like... All right, you're gonna screw me over. I'm gonna show you what's good, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Did he? And they got hung, did they? But you never. Oh, I can't remember if it was hung or shot. But yeah, yeah. I can't okay. remember. Okay. And so yeah, they don't get their due in history, though, for sure. These kind of Aboriginal warriors and stuff. Mm. It's like you look at Native Americans and shit. They go on about like Black Hawk and mm. all those people. They're like still. I don't even know what Black Hawk did exactly. To be honest, I'm not that good with Native Geronimo American. and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. It feels like those names are more prominent. The fact that I even know them, I guess it's because of movies too. Uh, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like this, but but that's that's the point though. They're in um common common culture. And, uh, yeah, they've stayed in the lexicon. Like yes. they're still in public knowledge. Yes. Whereas these things are kind of in, I don't know. It's sad to call a pop culture a whole like somebody's uh, an entire race's culture. To call popular pop knowledge, culture. at least probably that's maybe not as much popular culture yeah. as much. Yeah, popular yeah, yeah. Knowledge, yeah. I guess. It's it's not like a Louis Hewis, uh, nah. Huey Lewis album kind of nah. thing. Louis Hewis, Louis Hewis, the stupidest shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, can do you so, know, do you know much about um, Ned Kelly as well? Uh not a bit. It, I didn't Irish. I didn't want to go deep into it, but I was like, how did he end up with the suit? Uh, that was just his idea to stop getting shot. So it, he just supposed that thing. he said his best mate was Joe Byrne that was on that went running with him, like did all this stuff with him. Okay, and uh, he supposedly said to him on the day he got shot, um, like and died in the at uh, oh, what's that town called? I can't remember. He the day he got shot and died, he supposedly the copper supposedly heard Joe Byrne say to Ned Kelly as he was dying on the ground, "I told you this fucking suit would screw us." Really? <laughs> yeah, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the most Irish shit in the world. Just on his deathbed, going, oh, "I fucking told you, cunt! Oh, I fucking told you." That's unbelievable. When they pulled all the lead out of Ned Kelly after being shot, they still hung him. <laughs> 
that, yeah, well, he's, well, he was, yeah, I guess that's He didn't actually die. No, he didn't I actually die. He but just he got was, shot up. He got shot. I think it was through his knee or something like oh, that. Oh, was it really? It was in his leg somewhere or something like oh, okay. that. Okay, I thought he had multiple gunshot wounds kind of nah, thing. Nah, it was in his leg or something like that. And they took him on the train back to, to Melbourne and okay. him, All right, Melbourne jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so he's kind of like the most popular one, but there was heaps of them. Mm. I think he kind of, for one, the suit kind of like. Yes. Sets him apart. Truly. That he was kind of later. He was like in that kind of end of it. He wasn't like early on. Okay. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. And he was on the run for a, quite a while, mm. like a couple of years. He was really, he was Notori- the most wanted man quite in the country. Quite so. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So there's other ones from before him. Like there was a guy called Bold Jack Donahue and he was like the most famous one before Kelly. And like there was all these songs in Ireland of these like mad, you know, the Irish are like mm. they're mad Republicans, like anti-English, which don't get me wrong. I'm all about that. Mm. But the, they used to sing these songs about bold Jack Donahue. There's a song called wild colonial boy mm. and it, it's old country song and they have to change his name in it because the governor of New South Wales said they had to change the name in the song because they weren't allowed to say it anymore. So he was this like young bloke who came here on a on a boat when he was 16, a convict, and then he just again shot throughout bush because he was like fuck this, I'm done, you know, plowing this field or whatever. He started to get some mates come with him and get a crew, but he was supposedly like this really good-looking young guy with like these piercing blue eyes and he he would never hurt anyone or anything like that, but he would all, he'd take their money, he would mm. hold them up, but but no rape, no rape. None of that stuff. All, and the women, the, the, it grew like this. He grew like this notorious nature of like, he was like the hunk, like a, like the bad boy that you'd see on like a magazine yeah, now. Yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. the like 16 year olds are like, oh, bold Jack Donahue. It's like oh. a sexy Robin Hood. Yeah, 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 exactly. Rob, Robin Hood kind of thing. Yeah. He died. He ended up getting shot in some shoot up out Liverpool, I think somewhere. Fuck. But he was the most famous one before Kelly, I think. Jack Donahue? Jack Donahue. Something like that, Donahue or Donahay or... Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of these things. The records, the handwriting's so sketchy, they don't actually know the exact spelling of some of their names. But That is so funny. You know what's funny? I heard somebody say it. Um, this isn't my original... This is an original observation, but someone was like, I would look at uh, black and white photos and wonder why people's eyes were cross-eyed so often. So many so many black and white photos of people from back in, in yeah. uh, like, you know, early days of photographs and stuff, their eyes... At least one of them were like a cockeyed or something like that, looking looking in another direction. Cockeyed is the worst word. There's got to be a word, better way for it. Like cockeyed. Uh, yeah, cockeyed. But like, uh, it, it was. And he goes, "Oh, it, it was only when I f- it was f- I found out that uh, they'd just been in all out brawls and detached their retinas. Oh, they just been fucked. And yeah, there was right. no medical response yeah. for that. So yeah, then you yeah, just yeah. were the guy that had his eye that drifted to the eye. other side. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was because you had a chair slammed against your head or something like that. I'm yeah. like. Holy shit. In like, reality, they were probably dr- punch drunk as fuck. And you didn't probably just need the eye to actually see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're probably coming up to you. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was before they knew that babies had soft spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you see, there's that great family guy bit of the old boxing commentator and his name's like Floyd. He's got this jaw out to the side and he's going, well, you see this thing about tonight. <laughs> CTE, man, it's real. It is for real. <laughs> okay, so we got to go to... Um, I'll get distracted. No, 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 that's all good. That's all good. So what was... Uh, I remember before I went to my points uh, here, we, we needed to touch up with um, the uh, the warrior's name, which was 
Pemaway, yeah. Pemaway. Pemaway, yeah. And, uh, and the Bush Rangers I wanted to touch on. But what else did you... Um, I remember there was something else that we needed to touch on in Australian history. Uh, there was something else we needed to touch on in Australian history. Something to do with banks, maybe? No, it was something else. It was Burke and Wills. That's what we were talking oh, about. Burke, Burke and, and Wills. Burke and Wills. I'm so yeah. excited to hear about these guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the story of brain-dead Lewis and Clark, essentially. Brain dead Lewis and Clark. So when uh, South Australia and, and Victoria essentially had a race at who could get the, the first telegram line into the north part of the country to so then they could connect to Indonesia and then connect to, you know, all the way up the line, all the way up to Europe, and then they could get communication straight away and it would give them a huge advantage over the other city. So I can't remember the name of the guy... Uh, South Australia hired, but he was very reasonable. He kept like going up a bit and then coming back because it was getting too bad and going up a bit and coming too ba- back. So when you say this, you say that he keeps going up, coming back down. Um, maybe it wasn't clear to me that the uh, the portion of land between, uh, where was it? Well, you got to go from the bottom of the country to the top. It's a long fucking way. It's and like, it hadn't been explored yet. They, no, they a lot of the center what, of it. No, they so, didn't know what the fuck was there. So this, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a matter of just logistics. How are we going to get? How much cord do we need to run across Australia? It was a matter of not only do we need to run cord, we we don't know what exists in between. So we need to find like a map or like a yeah somewhere where we're going to trace it the whole way and be like, yeah. this is how much. This is how long it is exactly. They probably had one of those fucking wheels and they were measuring how far Insane. it is. Insane. I would bet they probably did. Lois and, Lois and Clark are just for the dummies like myself were the people that... Oh, yeah. Lewis and Clark were the people that mapped from from New York to Oregon or whatever they ended up. Went all the way across America. It took them like three years or whatever. With Sacagawea. Sacagawea went with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. They were gone for ages. And yeah. so this is the Australian equivalent. Yeah, and they were complete fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> I love it. it was just the most classic Australian thing. Just the worst man for the job was promoted. It was completely mismanaged. There was no kind of, you know, there was no thought put into it at all. It, it, yeah. It, so basically... He should never have gotten the job. There was a long list of people that should have. He had this humongous list of things he was taking. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Last, uh, he being who? Oh, uh, Burke. Burke was in charge, but Burke and Wills were the two. Yeah. So Wills went along with him. So Burke is like the Lewis and and Wills is like the Clark. As in, that Burke's in charge and, and running the show. And Wills is there and he's a little more street smart than they is and he's good with plants and he's good with like going to find food and stuff like that. He's okay. like his secondhand man kind of thing. It's not a perfect, it's not like a Sherlock Holmes situation because it is like maybe like a Sherlock Holmes situation. Well, in the Lewis and Clark, it kind of is because Lewis was really, really intelligent and had been groomed for the job for years getting ready for it. And whereas Burke was just kind of promoted because he knew a guy or some shit like that <laughs> and all reports is this guy was a fucking psycho he used to have this bath in his in the front yard of his house and he would just like walk around naked watering his plants like just in his yard he was a nutcase he was a nutcase what year was this oh or roughly i would say i would say 1870s maybe late 1860s that's insane that's a complete guess i yeah, have yeah, no, no idea that's all good um, Sorry to spotlight. No, that's fine. The so they basically were going from Melbourne to if you look at the map, you know how you got the point of Queensland, and then it kind of goes down if, as you're going towards Northern Territory. It goes down and then it starts to head back up. Totally. They basically were aiming for the lowest point of that 
crater. So they weren't trying to get to the very top of the country. They were just trying to get to the ocean at that little point there. Yeah, do the least amount of work. Well, I think, yeah, in the end, it just happened that basically they slowly just died off and died off and died off. Within a couple of days, they'd lost, they had a couple of Muslim guys with them to help carry all their stuff. Oh, wow. But all the food they bought was pork. So like a day later, these guys, <laughs> these guys were like, you can go fuck yourself. And they just walked back to Melbourne and left them there. <laughs> so they weren't even slaves. They were employed. Yeah, they were employed. They were like, they were like essentially like a Sherpa. I don't know. What, oh shit, that's insane. It's a terrible kind of analogy. No, 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 no. That yeah. kind of thing. They were, they were just employed to be like, go along with this, help cook, help move shit, help set up tents, help do all that kind of stuff. 1800 uh, Islamic, 1800 Islam in Australia. That's just fascinating kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, Yes, 1870s. There's so many people have come to Australia, man. So many people have Incredible. come to Australia. They they would have heaps of Americans and stuff like that. Tasmania at the start there. Brunei Island, like the north part of Brunei Island was full of Americans for years, sealing and all that shit. That's what you educated me on with the sealing and stuff like that. Like even the Swedes came over and stuff like that to come and um, to come and get seal seal fat and uh, and and the, and the like. Yeah, that. exactly. There's Truganini. Everyone like, have you heard of Truganini before? No. Truganini was born on Brunei Island. She was like, I think she was of royal blood on that island. And she ended up uh, she, in the north part of Br Brunei Island is just off Tasmania. It's like okay. a small part of there. And um, on the north part of the, in the coves and stuff like that, the Americans took it over, all the sealers and stuff like that. And she ended up there basically being a sex slave kind of thing. They took it over by force, you mean? Oh, they just landed there and just made camp in the caves and then just never left. They were oh, there wow. for... 30 years or whatever wow. there for ages. So, and then like when she got to 18, she was told that she could marry a guy and then they gave her a, two of the white guys got a boat and they were like going to sail her over to the mainland of Tasmania. And then halfway across, they like chopped the dude's hands off and chucked him off the boat or whatever. Wait, what, what do you, what her do you, husband really to be, and then took her back to the Island. And then like, she ended up on Tasmania and then years later, she ended up in Melbourne and I think no one really knows what happened with her in the end, but she was the last of the Tasmanian Aboriginals, they say. Wow. So, so she was she was offered to pick a, a husband who who and who the and the husband was subsequently punished for being picked. No, she was. I don't know the exact story, but she was to be she was supposedly to be married to someone from the tribe because she was like the chief's daughter or something like that. Chief might be the wrong word again. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone. I'm not meaning to. Yeah. Um, but the elder's daughter or whatever like that, she was a, a important person on Brunei Island and they'd stayed at the south part of it away from the Americans. But slowly the Americans just started taking the chicks to live up there and then slowly their people started dying out more and more of disease. And that, But she survived. She kept living and kept living. and th But she had no other option eventually just to live with these guys on the north end of that island. And then she ended up over in Tasmania and then Jesus. back in Melbourne and yeah, Truganini. There's a suburb in Melbourne Truganini. called Truganini. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's where the airport is, I think. I'm not hundred percent sure. Truganini, I'm gonna write that. Truganini. Uh, again, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, so sorry if I'm offending anyone. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so next point. Um Okay, so, so I'm sorry, we got to Oh, we were talking about Burke and Wills. We got completely distracted. That's right, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Essentially have gone back to that point essentially the two of them died one of the they were left with a crew of like 15 or whatever like that and one guy struggled back in barely alive jesus it is the yeah what, was it burke or wills 
No, I don't think it was either of them. It was just <laughs> one of their mates that was on the on the thing with them. Yeah, it is the most like I can't tell you the story off the top of my head, and it's like a book's worth of story. Like, there's so much stuff there. But when you go through it, th- there's a great book for anyone who's interested in Australian history, especially if you've got a little bit of a comedic, like comedic leaning. There's a book called Gert by a guy called David Hunt. And honestly, most of the shit that I've said to you comes from this, probably. I have read some other books too, but... No, yeah, he, he's that's got a great a, recommendation. It, it, there's a book called Gert and then True Gert, and, and they're satirically written history books. So he does like... But accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's a history book, but it's written in comedy almost. So like when he does the whole idea of Europeans discovering Australia in inverted commas, he does all the people that didn't dis- all the people that didn't discover Australia before the Europeans didn't discover Australia kind That's of thing. Like it's it's very well written in like a funny way, especially if you grew up in Australia because there's so many jokes in there That's that awesome. he drops in there. I'm gonna check that out. Gert and then True Gert. Gert and True Gert by David Hunt. They're really good books. He's David Hunt. I think he was an ABC guy. Yeah. Mm. All over that. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, we've we've just uh, we finished with Bert uh, Burke and Wills. Uh, one of them fell back, but basically over the line. Did he get the job done? And basically, did he finish the line across? They got back. One of them got back and was one. essentially like, this is the way you can do it. But it is the most, it's just a devolving story. It just gets worse and worse <laughs> and worse and worse. And like, he fucks himself over. Like, if he just turned to like local Aboriginals and was just nice to them, they could have helped him out and found water. But he screwed him over and he shot at him and he was like, they're not to be trusted. He just, <laughs> he's just a... <laughs> fucking moron when you when you actually read the story it it explains the australian government you're like i understand how these fucking idiots get to the top of running things that's so awesome jobs for the boys man jobs for the boys it's part of our culture we didn't really we were going to talk about banks last time we never really got to it what we can tweak i mean do, do you feel like equipped to talk about him yeah i could basically the thing about banks is like he banks being whom? Joseph Banks. Joseph Banks. So he was the botany guy on the Endeavour that on Captain Cook's ship. He was the plant guy. The plant guy. Yeah. He, oh, the botanist. Yeah. So like the Banksia plant, Banksia the suburb, Bankstown. Oh wow. Banks, yeah. There was a push for a while to have New South Wales called Banksia. Really? Yeah, because when it first was created, because he was basically the father of it. Like he was the guy that was. You know, he was like the head of the Royal Society in England. He was just one of those very high up. And no one really thought shit of Captain Cook. Captain Cook was actually seen as like a very low down lieutenant who had probably been promoted beyond what he should have. And Banks kind of pushed him into jobs and pushed him into jobs. And then when when Cook got eaten by Hawaiians, mm. once he died, they kind of made a they made a hero out of him because mm. he had a hero's death. Mm. It's a little bit of a misdemeanor, a little bit. It's mm. a bit of a falsity. He accidentally fell into le- legendship. Yeah, <laughs> just by because he got his fucking asshole eaten by a bunch of Hawaiian dudes because they <laughs> thought he was a, a god that had come back to this earth or some shit like that. Really? Yeah, and they they cooked him and then they offered him up to his crew. Wow. And the, and the crew wouldn't eat him, apparently. They're like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all G, bro. <laughs> I'm good. They uh, offered it to the crew. <laughs> that is so insulting. We're taking your head, boy. 
And he's delicious. You want something? <laughs> Man, I've heard he was not a very nice captain. He would whip you and shit. He's uh, a piece of shit. You oh, would yeah. have thought at least one of them would be like, yeah, I'll have a fucking bit of him. Yeah, Who knows give us the toe, you can't. Yeah. Um, give me a good bit, but I want a bit of thigh. <laughs> something. A bit of rump. <laughs> yeah, something, something fat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's one, there's one fun fact as well. I love fun facts. I'll, I'll, I'll end the history bit on this, but I was, I was looking into a thing about... Um, about the history of dogs the other day and where they come from because it's really like kind of muddled lines about how where dogs came from exactly and they obviously all came from wolves and they were bred differently it's really complicated but one of the dogs they do know exactly how it came to be was the uh australian cattle dog so blue healer right okay because when the pommies first came here they had these blue sheep dogs and they couldn't deal with the heat they were good with the sheep but they couldn't deal with the heat yeah, and there was, there was this, like okay yeah 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 and there was this guy in the hunter valley and uh he caught a dingo and he had a blue sheepdog and he locked him in a cage together oh no way and that's what a blue healer is it's half dingo half english blue english sheepdog oh wow and that's how it's got all the instincts of the of the the working dog shit but it can deal with the australian heat as well but again same double fun fact dingoes as well introduce species Really? 4,000 years ago. From, oh, what? Where, where are they native to? Asia. You're kidding me. Not kidding at all. 100% introduced species. Jesus Christ. Because for 4,000 years, Indonesians have been coming to Australia. Because they, they, So there's this thing called trepang, which is a kind of sea cucumber that grows in the Northern Territory. So for 4,000 years, Indonesians have been coming to Australia on boats... Well, obviously, they don't do it anymore. But for 4,000 years, they did it. Like 2,000 BC, they reckon it started. Jesus. They would come to Australia. They would give the local indigenous people a whole bunch of stuff, you know, pot, like pots, pans. And like they found old Chinese pottery in Australia. They don't know where it came from. And that's, wow. this is where they think it's come from. They give them mirrors, whatever they gave them, wow. axes, I don't know. But they'd give them stuff to be left alone. They would harvest all these sea cucumbers out of the ocean. They would like smoke them. They would dry them. They would bury them in the sand for a month or something like that, three weeks. They would bring them back out. They would smoke them again. And then they would pack them all up and they would get on their ships and go back to Indonesia. And then the trepang would go along the Silk Road up into China and the old rich Chinese dudes would smoke them as aphrodisiacs to get bonus. No way. 100%. Jesus Christ. They were smoking like sea cucumber kind of Yeah, stuff. dried out old sea cucumbers from the Northern Territory Jesus. back in like, you know, three and a half thousand year old China. They have not stopped doing stupid shit. Oh, they're fucking insane. They are always <laughs> doing stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, just like it's just like rhino horns and stuff like that. Like they've had to flood the markets with fake rhino horn because they just cannot convince these people that this is not going to fix your dick problems kind of thing. Yeah, and it kind of makes the whole hypocrisy of calling, like, Indonesians boat people, like, even worse. <laughs> because really, <laughs> they had, like, a fucking 3,000-year jump on us whiteys. Like, did you teach everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Fucking so that's where dingoes dude. come from, but... Oh, my God. Just one more thing to... Like, like a minor bird? How shit are minor birds, dude? Oh, dude. They're, like, They're fucking... Are, yeah. The Chinese, are they? I don't know where they came. They're like they're in, they're in, like from overseas, but like rabbits and stuff. They, rabbits is another one. Minor birds are Asian. I Do you think. know how mainland Australia got rabbits? Because one guy in Victoria decided he wanted something to shoot on his farm. 
No way. No joke. He imported a bunch of rabbits to his farm because he wanted something to shoot. <laughs> and now they're across the whole fucking country. Oh, my God. They were in Tasmania before that, like 50 years before. They pretty much were in Tasmania from the get-go. They got out early there. But they weren't on the mainland for ages. And then one guy in like the 1850s, 1860-something, decided game. he wanted something to shoot because the fucking humongous kangaroos weren't enough for him. What a cunt. This podcast is not brought to you by the tremendous adult jumping castle. Ever been watching some kids on a jumping castle and thought, why do they get to have all the fun? Well, now you can double bounce those twerps right out of the party with the tremendous adult jumping castle. We fill an adult side jumping castle with lube to the brim and then scatter the floor with dildos so that when you slip, who knows what you land on. Don't like the idea of lubricated wrestling? Try our chocolate fountain sex swing. A sex swing in the middle of an adult-sized jumping castle with chocolate fountains drenching all who dares enter. Also, chocolate dildos are scattered all over the floor so that when you slip, who knows what you land on. The tremendous adult jumping castle. Hey, 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 hey. There are people in there having sex covered in chocolate. Take your shoes off. It's unsanitary. I do have a quick question here for you. Maybe one or two quick questions. Um, Mitchell, have you ever uh, have you ever been involved in a B and E, a breaking and entering? No, I've been involved in the post B and E process at work, obviously locksmithing, but I don't think I've ever actually broken into a place. I don't think. Good man. Okay. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Well, there was next door to a, a guy when I was growing up. There was a house next door to his that was abandoned and we used to go into there a lot. There was like a lot of porno mags and shit in there. We'd go in there a lot, but that, I don't think that's – like it's kind of breaking and entering. It's more vandalism. It was like, yeah, it was an abandoned house. So no, that's all good. Yeah, It was no, kind you, of cheating. That's good. That's that's base level. you got to do that as like a, as a young man. Yeah, building young, young sites, kid. shit like that. Yeah, I never yeah. I never actually – Jump a fence. Leveled up to going through a window. Jump a fence, you shouldn't jump. Yeah. Um, okay. Have you been involved in a B&E? Of course, of course I have. Of course I have. Of course I have. Listen to the earlier episodes. Uh, been in multiple. <laughs> Endless B&Es. Did you just expect <laughs> that I had been involved in a B&E? Is that why you brought that up? I don't know. I was just listening to the tone of your voice and I was hoping. <laughs> I'm too loud for a B&E. <laughs> you really are. You're like, I think they're here still. <laughs> the neighbors um, said no. <laughs> um, okay. Have you ever, uh, have you ever, uh, Mitchell Floor Drugs Parry? Have you ever uh, shit yourself in public? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like two weeks ago. <laughs> Why? Why did you shit yourself two weeks ago? <laughs> Why did you do it as an adult man? Well, <laughs> it, it might have been a little longer than two weeks ago. It was this year. It, it was only, yeah, it was my mate's birthday at the start of June. Yeah, it was only a month ago. So, we had a big night, you know, things came out of an illegal variety mm. and they don't necessarily settle in my stomach so well anymore <laughs> after years of abuse <laughs> in my younger days. And, um, yeah, my guts were a bit fucked. And when I'm in public, I'll, uh, I'll stop to, like, let my girlfriend through a doorway or something like that, and, and especially if I've got a fart stored up. So, like, as I do, like, the gentlemanly thing to let her through the door, <laughs> I'll drop a fart out as I do it. You walk her through it like uh, a carpet. I think it's tongue. fucking hilarious because yeah. it's kind of, you know, it's like a, yeah, it's like a paradox or whatever. 
and uh, <laughs> I had dodgy guts from the night before, and I did it, and I let her go through first, and, and then I just looked at her like completely pale face and wide eyed. She goes, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I just went to do the fart thing, and I shit myself." <laughs> <laughs> I love that she knew her. <laughs> did she help you or she like serves you right? No, she was great. We, I did this like restrained waddle. Uh, it was in Engadine. It was in Engadine. So I'm basically like Scott Morrison 2.0. I shit myself in Engadine. And I'm like waddling to the Aldi toilets because I know that there's a... I, I knew that there was a disabled toilet in there I could go into and it would be fine. And I come back out and she's got she's got baby wipes for me and a fresh head undies from Woolies. God love her. <laughs> That is the sweetest girl. Marry that lady. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, that's funny. I actually... I've shit myself in public a few times though. There was one time after partying all weekend, <laughs> I was going to work and I was on the train. I used to work in Dremoyne and I'd go from Stanwell Park to Dremoyne. So it was a bit of a way. I got to Janali and I and I, I, I felt my guts going and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and because I was on the country train, because you're coming from down the coast, so of there's course. toilets on them. So I was rushing to the toilet and rushing. I got halfway there and nah, I just, <laughs> in the middle of fucking Tangara, just shit myself. <laughs> and I, I texted my boss and I was like, oh, I, I just shit myself at Janali. I'm going home. <laughs> goes, All right, man, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, bro, I've used this shit excuse. Uh, guys, this is a great piece of <laughs> Whether or not Mitch shit himself that day, uh, has, or he didn't, has very little to do with whether or not he got the day off. <laughs> he absolutely got the day off. If you tell you, if you're willing to tell your employer, I'm about to shit myself, or I have shit myself, like, or I'm going to shit myself if I come to work today. Yeah, they will let you off. They see the weakness in you. They yes. see like the five year old in you that can't tie your shoes and it's yes. just got like shit running down the <laughs> yes. inside of his leg yes. and fucking dirt on his face. And they're yes. like, "Look at this poor cunt who wasn't shown how to live." He's already humbled himself. Yeah. Me, you know yeah. what I mean? If you tell your boss, if you're willing to 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 lower yourself down, be like, "Look." I've like I think that's how I got out of the last day of work kind of thing. Like I remember I, I quit and um I quit on the beginning of the day instead of the end of the day, like an idiot. Oh yeah. And I was like to get my paycheck, I had to do the full day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I had to stick there, and I was like, you know what, guys, uh, I'm gonna shit myself if I stay here. I've got diarrhea, and they were looking at me like, are you serious? And I'm like, yep, I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like. All right, then just get out of here. Then. Oh, beautiful. You just, at that moment, you hope they call you on it. They're like, you're not going anywhere. It's like, all right. Well, I'm shitting in this chair then. If this is the last time I'm going to see you people. Are you sure? I ain't cleaning it up. I'll tell you that for nothing. I ain't cleaning it up. I don't have to see you cunts again. Oh, that's a great fucking, that's a great story. Okay. Uh, we're going to take just a quick moment and then come back into the joke of the week. Joke of the week. It's a King Billy Coke bottle joke. It's called the three-legged pig. That's the name of the joke. Uh, are you ready, Mr. Floor, Floor Drugs Parry? I am ready. Okay, tremendous. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, fuck, actually, you know what? Let me just start this joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's Let me all start right. this joke. That's right. Get okay, so because he, he started it like, uh, okay, so there's a, there's, there's a farmer and he has a three-legged pig. A farmer has a three-legged pig, and uh, his friend says, "How, mate? How does your why, why does your pig only have three legs? What 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 happened to his other leg?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, that's a good pig. Uh, that pig uh, actually saved my children. They were drowning down at the uh, down at the low uh, down at the lake, and uh, they 
They, they they couldn't get out of the water. The pig was yelling out uh, so loud that we actually got the attention, got caught attention of the kids drowning and saved the kids. The kid that, that pig is amazing. Uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah, okay, but uh, but why, why does he only have three legs? And he goes, uh, that that pig is one of the best pigs we have. Uh, my wife was almost uh, going to be assaulted by this guy that broke into the house. Pig th- uh, th- uh, flew through the fly wire and just uh, started attacking the robber, bit him right in the leg. That is an amazing pig. And he goes, yeah, but why does he have three legs? And he goes, well, a, a pig that good. You don't eat it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> That's tremendous, ladies and gentlemen. That's tremendous.